Hi guys, kamusta kayo dyan? Sorry, uh, medyo hindi natuloy itong uh, plano natin ng interview natin with bossing uh, Christian Dahil nga sa sobrang traffic, sabi ko uh, drop by na lang ako dito sa uh, sa tita natin na malapit sa working place natin kanina uh, Nag-drop by tayo sa isang event with the Department of Foreign Affairs Of course, uh, shout out naman dyan dun sa mga kaibigan natin sa DFA uh, Napakaganda yung mga discussions kanina about... Uh, disarmament, about ways to make sure drones, uh, yung mga autonomous, lethal autonomous weapon systems, mga yan ay hindi magiging nakakatakot, na hindi mangyayari yung uh, uh, you know, terminator situation. So, you know, we had some very interesting discussions a while ago on the technology, on uh, the legal aspects of it, prohibition, regulation, also pinag-usapan namin among others um, ways by which we can have international cooperation. Uh, especially by non-superpowers on this issue no? para hindi magiging scary yung mga innovations ng artificial intelligence at saka weapon systems hindi tayo magkakaroon ng terminator uh, future no? now, so I was looking very forward to itong discussion natin with Kristan uh, because you know we were hoping to t uh, talk about a number of things uh, of course it's Chinoy so I was looking forward to talking to him about you know uh, how the Chinoy community deals with uh, itong issue ng uh, West Philippine Sea uh, and all the racism and xenophobia in the country and you know of course you need to distinguish between Chinoy brothers sisters not in a Pinoy not only by heart but by citizenship and everything you know and the policies of the Communist Party of China the two are very different I was looking forward also to discuss with him how to deal with fanatics how to deal with haters how to deal with you know makinig and how to deal with disinformation. So hopefully, God willing, we'll, we'll have this tomorrow. So we have to reschedule it. So stay tuned uh, tomorrow, hopefully 7 p.m. No, Italy not in discussion, not with firing Christian. And I look forward to having more discussions with him in the future on a whole range of issues. Medyo gawin natin na semi-R&R for that matter. No, So good evening din sa inyo. Now, uh, so don't worry, we're cooking up a lot of things here and there uh, to make sure that we get you. Uh, the best of ideas, we get you the best of uh, discussions on a whole range of issues. In fact, yung isa sa mga gusto natin pag-usapan with uh, Chris Tan is itong uh, 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 bitcoins, no? digital currencies. Of course, I'm, uh, I've, I've always been skeptical of bitcoins because you know, if I were really into bitcoins, I would have bought bitcoins known pa. Um, but at the same time, you know, I'm not a hater of new technologies, including digital currencies, so there's a lot to discuss there. So it would be nice also to talk to Chris Tan about bitcoin issues. So again, Deepest apologies, third world, I don't know, hindi nag-work yung internet. Ang dami kong na-close, everything, inulit-ulit namin yung uh, mga connection natin. Ayaw talaga gumana. So despite my best efforts, it means that perhaps best na ma-reschedule natin yan. But I look forward to more discussions with him. Now, now having said that, having said that, uh, kanina, uh, over Twitter, nakita natin uh, a number of important developments. One is, of course, the Republic of the Philippines has finally joined more than 150 nations calling for immediate ceasefire to Gaza. And, of course, this is because of the horrible situation that is happening on the ground right now. We have thousands of children killed. Civilian casualties are, are really, really high. The worst we have seen uh, in, in the conflict, uh, in, 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 you know, in the, in the Palestinian-Israeli conflict in quite some time. Thousands of children, more than 100 children per day, based on some counts we saw. The other month, uh, so this is this is this is way worse even than what's happening in other parts of the world, including the war in Ukraine. So in light of that, more than 150 nations have called for immediate ceasefire, and you know, you know, despite you know all the talk about eliminating you know the, the militant group in Gaza, uh, there's little evidence to suggest that after all of that 
horrible casualties and bombings and airstrikes and all of that. There's no evidence that uh, the militant group responsible for heinous attacks on October 7 is anywhere close to elimination. So I think medyo naka namulat din ang Pilipinas at na-realize natin na it's time for us to call for immediate ceasefire. Uh, in, in, in Gaza. So that's a good thing that the Philippines is joining more than 150 nations around the world. Only over 20 countries abstained and barely 10 countries voted against it. I'm not just going to go through the list. You can know the usual suspects uh, on that. Now, um, having said that, of course, we hope for a long-term solution to this problem because all lives matter. Whether on this side of the border, on that side of the border, it's not about taking sides. This is about making sure we have a just peace uh, and we making sure that we don't have a situation whereby more than 100 children are killed on a daily basis, no matter who they are, no matter their color, creed, their nationality, and religion, right? That's something that we have to keep in mind. Now, having said that, kanina meron din tayo nakitang updates na itong Speaker of the House, Martin Romualdez, has mentioned that one of their legislative priorities for next year could be constitutional change. So, balik na naman itong isyong cha-cha. So, kung pansin niyo sa first two State of the Nation addresses, ni Marcos Jr., hindi niya pinag-usapan yung cha-cha, yung constitutional change uh, almost at all. Kaya first set of the nation address pa lang niya, galit na galit si Kiboloy, right? Galit na galit yung mga kaibigan natin sa SMNI, mga world-class journalists na kaibigan natin sa mga bayani uh, sa SMNI. Galit na galit sila because clearly hindi na prioritize ni Bongbong Marcos yung issue ng cha-cha, charter change, um, because as he admitted himself in uh, uh, during election period last year, uh, I think February 2022, he said something like, "Because it's very controversial, and there's there's no clamor for it, and there's there's um, there's a lot of of course debate about whether federalism is really what we need. There's a lot of debate about whether charter change is really the way forward. You know? now, um, having said that, having said that, the thing is, it's hard to look at the issue of charter change today or without uh, looking at the concerns of some camp na 2028 could be a way for the Dutertes to come back to power, right? Parati natin nakikita, especially mga kadidiyas natin ng followers dyan, every time na pinag-usapan natin yung potential revocation of franchise of SMNI, every time na pinag-usapan natin itong uh, itong end ng unity and potential marginalization of Duterte's in 2025 elections. Parati nakikita ko sa mga comment, sec comment sections sinasabi nila, ah, bawe kami, 2028, Sarah for the president, yung mga ganun. Uh, of course, yung mga pangasar din natin, oh, Tulfo says hi, di ba? Um, <laughs> because, uh, you know, yung mga kadidiyas natin are thinking that 2028 is gonna be the same as 2016 or 2019. But things could be very, very different come 2028. In fact, things could be so different that there may not be a 2028 elections after all. Because if next year pa lang, magpupush na sila for charter change, meaning they discuss the foundations of, 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 a, of a total overhaul of the Philippine constitutional order, that means that probably the 2025 elections will not be affected. But after 2025 elections, whoever dominates the Philippine Congress will most likely be part of the process that will change yung at ating saligang batas. Now, as things stand, habang humihina yung kampo ni Tatoy Digong, habang nag-hemorrhage uh, itong P2B laban, more and more people going to the, you know, Martin Romualdez and Lakas CMD camp, of course, it's, it's increasingly probable na 2025 midterm elections will be completely dominated by pro-Marcos people. 
or pro-administration people, uh, including some people from the opposition or reformist people who are feeling far more comfortable with uh, a kind of a undeclared alliance or coalition with the essentially counter unity as the actual unity team has fallen apart and because siguro mas maraming never Duterte kaysa never Marcos right as far as the opposition uh, is concerned as far as the I don't know 16, 17 million whatever million people who didn't vote for uh, BBM and the unity team last year not to mention of course there are also uh, you know many people who voted for the unity team but they were not necessarily for for Duterte they were there perhaps for Marcos and there are also many people who are there for Sara but not necessarily for Marcos so, mahabang usapan yan. So, so as the unit thing falls apart, there are big discussions about what's going to come next. Now, the rationale that the Speaker of the House raised a while ago, among others, was economic provisions of the Constitution. Kailangan daw natin, sabi ng iba, at least yung advocates, kasama dyan, si Robin Hood Padilla, yung mga magaling na experts na ganyan, na kailangan natin yan para maging asensado tayo. Alright? Now, there are many problems with that argument. First of all, there's, there's very little high-quality scholarship that backs up that kind of monocausal simplistic analysis. Because you have countries as diverse as Vietnam, one-party system, China, one-party system, and at the same time, countries like presidential parliamentary like Taiwan or countries like uh, fully parliamentary like Japan, all of them extremely uh, developed and successful over the past, uh, you know, over the past half a century. So we have many different political systems uh, creating relatively similar economic outcomes. So that tells you that the causality chain is not really the, ch the, f the form of government. The causality chain is perhaps strategies employed by this country, assume trade and industrial policy. Uh, the other argument against the economic provisions uh, premise is that eh, di sana ang ginawa muna natin is titignan natin yung epekto ng mga bagong amendments na pinapasa. I mean, first of, I mean, first of all, you don't need to change the constitution. Pwede mo naman i-amend yung constitution, right? Hindi mo na kailangan ng complete charter change. You can just amend a certain provisions of constitution to get the economic outcomes you need. For instance, reducing restrictions on foreign investments. The other argument, of course, against that is that uh, actually, may mga pinasa na batas under the former Congress to make the Philippines more competitive and, and open to foreign direct investments. But the problem is, dahil may mga makulit dyan na gusto nila charter change entirely, uh, hindi na fully na-implement pa yan. So, yung, yung implementing rules and regulation for new economic uh, reforms, economic provisions reports, ay hindi pa rin uh, nabuo ng husto on time. So, we have to give that time. So, in short, before going all the way to charter change, tignan muna natin yung option ng amendment Pwede natin amyenda yung ating saligang batas or uh, i-implement muna natin yung mga hindi pa na fully implement na mga economic reforms, especially on foreign investments, especially on investments in uh, certain sectors that were uh, off-limits to foreigners. So tingnan muna natin yan at saka yung mga reduction of restrictions uh, or, or barriers to foreign investments. No? Among others. So in short, major problematic argument na ay kailangan natin ng total charter change para lang maging economically competitive tayo. Because you can just amend the constitution. And at the same time, we have not even implemented some of the new economic reforms that were already passed under the previous uh, administration, uh, Congress, but have yet to be fully implemented. So, yun yung mga sinasabi, nila, uh, sinasabi ng mga critics ng ganitong argumento. Now, obviously, some would say, okay, ano lang yan? Ano lang yun? Reason lang yan? Pa-effect lang yan? Because the true intention maybe here is actually political not economic, 
right? Because, you know, we had long discussions about industrial policy. Please check yung mga uh, discussions natin on industrial policy, why the Philippines needs a proactive industrial policy, because that's really, for me, the way to get the high-quality investments in, you know? But speaking of, um, but speaking of uh, this, uh, charter change, obviously, you know, it's hard to, to say that this is really about economics. This is probably more, more about politics. And speaking of politics, I think yung iba nag-iisip ngayon, uh, panahon ni Digong, oh yeah, actually nagsimula yan panahon pa lang ni Ramos. Diba? Panahon pa lang ni Ramos, there was already push for constitutional change or cha-cha, so, or constitutional convention. Um, matagal na itong usapan na to. Um, panahon pa lang ni Ramos, there was a push for that. But remember, back then our democracy was still very young, so Corazon Aquino was very much against it. Even Pinoy was... You know, dangling the option of, of, of constitutional change. But then again, uh, that was seen as a way of undermining our democracy, meaning allowing for one man or one leader or one president to overstate power. And then there is, of course, the presidents of Arroyo, who stayed almost a decade in power under uh, semi-controversial constitutional, uh, under the shadow of uh, constitutional questionability, if I can put it that way, uh, put it mildly, not to mention the Hello Garcia situation. So, when this issue came up during Digong, mas natakot ang tao because ang point nila is, nako, pag si Digong nag-push for constitutional change, this is gonna be a Marcos Senior 2.0 situation. This is gonna be another martial law. And yung mga pinagsasabi ni Digong for six years, na gusto ko nang ganito, gusto ko nang ganito, military junta, martial law, uh, you know, patayin yung mga ganito, patayin yung mga drogista, patayin yung mga ganito, ayoko sa West, ayoko sa democracy, yung ino, minumura niya yung mga senators, minumura niya yung mga leaders, intimidate niya yung Supreme Court. So, lalong naging suspicious ng tao sa issue ng constitutional change. And in fact, many studies, including a very authoritative study, by the UP School of Economics showed that actually if the Philippines pushed to federalism, this would be even more disastrous. I mean, logic lang. Pag naging federal tayo, more power to political dynasties, more power to trapos, more power to warlords dun sa mga iba't ibang probinsya around the country. So, having said all of those things, um, clearly, there was a lot of reasons to be skeptical about the logic of constitutional change when Digong was in power. Now, Marcos Jr. was smart enough to realize that and Marcos in power would raise even more, uh, you know, suspicions about another martial law if he pushed for constitutional change. But now that the unity is falling apart, now that Marcos Jr. is gaining more and more support from the so-called Never Duterte camp, and now that Marcos Jr. feels comfortable because he's getting international legitimacy, he's being embraced by the West, whoever becomes the American president, Republican, Democrat, looks like they're invested in a strong relationship with the Philippines, now suddenly you see some of the allies of the president once again bring back itong discussion on constitutional change or charter change. Not to mention, there's also the aspect of President Marco Jr. mobilizing once again yung kanyang partido na federalista. Remember, he ran under the federalista party, right? So, it makes, ahead of the 2025 elections, it makes sense for BBM people to talk about this in order to rally their base. Um... Even perhaps win over some of the pro Duterte camp who are also for charter change and are realizing na humina na isang campo dun na tayo sa kabila. And then I won't be surprised there are also people, some people in the opposition who are saying, hmm, well, if charter change means that wala nang 2028, therefore wala nang 2028 opportunity for Sara and Duterte to come back, then maybe we're open to that idea. Again, as always I say, be careful what you wish for. Because 
there are many debates about this. First of all, is there a clamor? I'm not sure any survey showed that. The Pulse Asia surveys, among others we have, showed that very few Filipinos are interested in constitutional change. Second thing is, is, is it really the answer to our problems? Again, I explained to you, I can give you 10 countries, completely different political systems and forms of government, but all of them managed to become progressive and manufacturing powerhouses, which tells you the chain of causality somewhere else. Pangatlo, even if, let's say, constitutional change, what kind? Concon or Chacha? Each of them have different modalities. Some of them are going to rely more on people, us ordinary people, to have a say. Some of them are going to be completely dominated by trapos. The trapos will determine, uh, CONAS, for instance, the trapos will completely determine how the constitutional change will happen. And then some are saying, well, let's find a middle ground, which is maybe we can talk about amendments of the constitution that target some of the problems, let's say economic investments provisions, but even that argument is kind of questionable because as Mick Zubiri and some of the senators said, hindi pa natin na-implement yung mga bagong pinasang batas that, that are supposed to bring down barriers to foreign investment. So how can you say status quo is not working and you're not even implementing fully pa? Or, or hindi natin binigyan ng panahon yung mga bagong batas na pinasalang ng isang taon uh, about to make the Philippines more economically competitive. So, so this is where I think this chacha debate is going to come back with vengeance, precisely because the um, the environment, the political environment, has changed dramatically, and there are new realignments. There are radically new realignments, and I wouldn't be some surprised that some people are going to say two things. First of all, I nako pag pag ano twenty to eight elections, you're still going to bet on Sara Duterte to win it because. I mean, I can only think of Tulfo having a very good chance against her as of now. I mean, my sense is if Tulfo runs, if Sara runs, that opens the space also for Riza Antiveros or someone from the progressive opposition to run. But then again, uh, the be the, the, you know, if, if there's a betting, it's still going to be Sara the front runner for 2028, no matter what, right? At least, as things stand. Not no matter what, as things stand, Paula, sorry. Uh, so some people would say, you know what? Let go for constitutional change, shift to a parliamentary system, not federalist, but parliamentary system, and BBM will sleep with the president, and then the prime minister will be someone he can trust, let's say Martin Romualdez. And then from there, there could be an engineered process to make sure that you know, Duterte will never come back again, and that someone close to Marcos, someone acceptable to centrists and even some liberals, etc., will be the prime minister and will stay, stay the course, right? So that's going to be the other... Uh, you know, possibility people are looking at. The second reason some people may suddenly be more open to this idea than before is to say, I mean, mabilis ang growth natin, but it's not inclusive. Napag-iwanan na tayo, the Philippines has to do something dramatic. And who knows, maybe with some tweaking of the constitution and all of that, we might make the Philippines far more competitive. Again, hindi ako hater, I'm open to ideas, I'm open to, uh, to, to you know, discussions on this issue. I think a parliamentary form of government is not a solution to all our problems, only you know, simpletons and propagandists would say that, but it's not necessarily a bad thing. Maybe parliament system might work for the Philippines. But then again, I always say, be careful what you wish for. Because some people, I think they're so, uh, they're so excited to make sure hindi na makabalik ang mga Dutertes that they're willing to tolerate an engineered process of political transition that locks in essentially the current realignment. Uh, essentially locks in the emerging new grand coalition at the expense of Duterte, right? So let's look at this debate. So I, I'm not gonna say more about this because I'm waiting for more details. There was just a speech by Speaker of the House, Martin Romualdez, but I think that tells you that hindi natapos yung issue ng charter change. If anything, if the pro-Marcos camp wins big in 2025, and if they're determined to make sure na never nababalik mga Duterte, 
then they have not only all the incentives, but they may have all the political capital to actually change the Constitution come 2026, 2027, and then by 2028, we'll shift to a parliamentary system with perhaps Marcos Jr. still as a president or something like that, but more symbolic, and then we'll have a more parliamentary system which will rely not on popular vote per se, but a combination of popularity and at the same time party alignments and party power. All right? On that note, thank you very much. As you can see, tumatawag na si Picasso sa akin, kailangan natin na kumain. Thank you very much. Again, apologies, hindi natuloy interview with Kristan, uh, but we're hoping to rearrange that again um, soon, um, hopefully next year. Uh, next, next. Tomorrow. <laughs> gutom na, gutom na. Traffic. Hopefully tomorrow, marirrange na ito niyan. Uh, at please, feel free to uh, send forward your questions. Ano mga gusto natin, gusto niyo pag-usapan, aside from Bitcoin, what is it to be Chinoy, what is it to fight against disinformation, those things that I have in mind in our, in our upcoming discussion with Kristan among other people. On that note, thank you very much, guys. God bless, and talk to you soon.